Happy Hump Day and welcome to episode 85 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. We are finally free of that afterglow of last week's meet, worship, and serve. Whew, that's almost <laughs> That was almost contagious. But seriously, hopefully we have found new ways to incorporate that serving attitude into our daily and weekly routines. However small those little pieces might be, after you've gone out and done a, a day of service like that, you find just the little ones even are kind of like, hey – was kind of nice. Maybe I should try to do that more often. <laughs> and speaking of that, last week our episode was entitled In Serving Others, which was by Andy, and we had special guests Karen Ragsdale and Chrysia Capellas, where we decided that every time we act in some self-sacrificing way for the good of others is a move toward being like Jesus. Can we get an amen and a witness? <laughs> amen. <laughs> and there we have the witness as well. So if you haven't listened to that message and or that podcast episode, you know what? It's really a feel-good kind of episode, a little bit different from the norm that we've done. We told some stories and Chrissy kind of outlined how we go about things sure. here at Florida Hospital That's Church great. as a staff member leading the Justice Ministries, why we do they things. They didn't talk about the, the superb sermon? I can't believe oh, it. Oh, no. Yeah, um, <laughs> that, where we decided that, those were Andy's words. And, those were Andy's uh, words. That was about as far as we got to the message because, you know, Karen had a great testimony to share nice, about nice. as staff that mm-hmm. you guys went out. And then she did something, of course, on Sabbath along right. with everybody else. I know my girls were out three times that week That's uh, leading up to, which was really good. They enjoyed every last minute of it. And then we learned about Orlando's Children's Church, which I had yeah. – that's the thing. I had no idea that existed. We pulled on campus, and I still had no idea. <laughs> and But after you went through that day, you think to yourself, man, they could use resources. They oh, yeah. could use my help just to stop by. Really cool episode. So even if it's just to listen to what Chrissy had to say and how you can contact her, get in touch with her, lots of things that we can use you for here at the hospital church. Yeah. We can use you for, or maybe we, we, can, we can we can enable you to serve and be blessed. Oh, see, that's what I meant to say. That's what I saw in my head, but that's not what came out. So anyway, if you haven't uh, caught up with either of those, you can do that at hospitalchurch.org or as always in the Hospital Church mobile app. I don't want to encourage selfish, selfish serving. That's hard to say. Uh, <laughs> but really, one of the major benefits of serving is, that, is we grow from it. And so it's a, it's a great opportunity for us to become more than who we are. And so serve, 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 and watch yourself grow, grow, grow. And better than we can ever hope to be yeah. without serving. Yeah. And that really leads into, again, like this was all planned somehow. You know, we're, <laughs> we're serving, which really makes us – it really increases ourselves, our generosity. Generosity. And so this week it was a life well-lived in growing generous and – The dictionary defines the word generous this way, (laughs) showing a readiness to give more of something as money or time than is strictly necessary or expected. And I'm thinking to myself, strictly necessary or expected? So by definition, there seems to be a human tilt in this definition (laughs) by implying that there needs to merely be a showing or a readiness (laughs) to give a little more. Seems like a cheap more. I mean, a penny can be more than is strictly necessary or expected, but those expectations seem pretty stingy. And that's not really what we're talking about (laughs) in the grand scheme of things. So what was, what was our, our preface moving into the message about being generous? Well, I just think generosity is so connected to who God is as a giving God. And that if we're going to be a people, a church without walls, fully engaged in serving the people of our community, we have to become more generous, uh, just being able to let things go, hold things less 
tightly. Uh, I'm I'm real I'm real. <laughs> that's a that's a difficult one to hear sometimes. Yeah. Andy. Hey, just let loose of that stuff you really like a little less. Yeah, and I didn't even I never even got to. I was talking no, about some of the car afterwards. I never I never got to sacrificial giving at all, <laughs> which is really gene, I mean generous beyond generous when you give up something you want to do or want to have in order to help someone else. Uh, that becomes a whole other level as well of generosity. But just being generous, being willing. Yeah, I, I guess holding things loosely. We don't have to have and hold and hoard to ourselves. We can let right. it go as long as we aren't of a scarcity mindset. Yeah. Well, you know, there's whole TV shows that have, you know, grown in popularity, hoarders and things of right. this nature where I'm not even sure that some people are keenly aware of the fact that, whoa, <laughs> I'm a hoarder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't park in your garage. You can't, if you can't park your car in the garage, you might be a hoarder. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, you know. I don't know if I'm a hoarder or not, but I know I've got way too much stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> just thinking about, we've been in that same house for like 28 years. And oh. it's just, it's, lots have come in and not enough has gone out. <laughs> that's, the, that's just the, you know, accumulation by default principle yep. if you've stayed in one place too long, maybe. But it's interesting. I, you know, are the temptations to have a big yard sale or to have, an, you know, like a estate sale without dying kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> without the dying part. Yeah. I like that. But the reality is, is that stuff's just sitting there. I don't need it. Yeah. And to be able just to give it away, you know, you have to put it, put it on Craigslist for free. I mean, yeah. there's some sizable pieces I might want to sell, but. Um, yeah. But on the same token, for a lot of those things, like you said, I don't necessarily need them. I haven't touched it in maybe months, years. Well, and that's, decades. Kind, of, <laughs> that, that's kind of how we've been working through because. With our prayer rooms, our garage is mm-hmm. full of things that we use for those. And we just – this last – oh, good grief. Last last weekend, that's all we did was try to clean out this space, organize <laughs> it, and get rid of stuff and you know make room so we could you know maybe one day get an actual car in the garage. Right. But as you stop and look at this stuff, part of my mantra has been now, if I haven't used it in the last year, yeah. unless it's a tool that you know it's like, right. hey, I know sometimes. Right. But if I haven't used it in a year – then get rid of it. And you know what? If I really need it again, I might know someone I could borrow it from, or at the very least, I can probably afford to I'm get it again. probably go to Home Depot and get it. Uh, yeah, and I, I think that's really a big piece of it is that we can let things go that we think we have to hold on to. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the other part that I thought was really interesting from this perspective, you mentioned Rick Warren's 12 Benefits of Generosity. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not a big Rick Warren yeah, fan. Yeah, me neither <clears throat> normally. <laughs> I, heard him, I heard him speak once at Catalyst. And I only lasted about 30 minutes and I was just, it was, he was talking about, and he does that a lot, but he talks about giving and how you can't outgive God. And, right. I, and I get it, but he shared more of his personal giving Story. traits and stories that I just thought were a little, they came across as self-serving. And so that was part of what I wanted to touch on as well was how do we encourage people to give because sometimes they're like, well, I don't know, I, you know, maybe they've never heard of tithing right. or ten percent or mm-hmm. a, you know, the to ten percent and then the five percent is kind of a, <laughs> a quick and fast rule of what you know your tithes and offerings. offerings yeah. But if they don't really know what that looks like, you kind of have to walk them through and explain sure. what you're doing. But you also do that with the idea that I need to be careful because. <laughs> This could come off looking like, well, yeah, look, look, at, at look at how great I am and what I get. Right. So and, that's and a balance. That on one side or, or creating them to become generous in a prideful manner versus just a generous manner. Yeah. So they become generous, but it's really to self-serve. <laughs> yeah, and I think that the, the, that line is so razor thin sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and immediately the, the story that came to mind was during Hurricane 
which was at Hurricane Harvey in Texas, right. Joel Osteen got himself in a world of trouble. And I, this isn't a bash on Joel no, Osteen because no, no. that's not what this is about at all. But USA Today came out with an article shortly thereafter, and the title of the article was, Even if Joel Osteen did the right thing, he lost a chance to teach Christianity. Mm. Because essentially what they were saying was there were some people that came to the doors. They yeah. said they were, you know, they couldn't right. let him in. They were flooded. Mm. And they said, you know, at the very least, you could have put be him dis- in. Be discomforted by how you have to arrange it. Right. Yeah. You know, get him a taxi, get him, yeah. get him something. <laughs> and again, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Sure. all that, not, not, not ripping on them in the, at all. The complexity of the moment. Yeah. But when you have things, and maybe again, maybe we don't realize, you know, they have this big arena, and, and, mm-hmm. and but to the outside world, it looks like the mansion sure. on the hill or mm-hmm. the, the kingdom on the hill. And as Christians, we have to be very, very careful because we're getting scrutinized very, very tightly, especially right. when it comes to being generous. I, sure. feel, I feel like that. Is it, I mean, is it just better if we're all poor? Oh, would, no. would, would that be better? I mean, maybe <laughs> well, that... there, there, there is some benefit to being poor. I mean, <laughs> I mean the less of the poor in spirit, for there's the kingdom of heaven. God knows it's, there's less interference on the line. Yeah. I don't think God was encouraging poverty. He's just saying that people that are poor have may have less temptations, less less things on the line to be selfish about. Yeah, I've known poor people who are very selfish and rich people who are very generous. I mean, it, it goes all, the, all different directions. You know, in order to be generous or in order to give, you have to have something to give. Once you've given everything away, there's nothing else you can, I mean, <laughs> right. okay, now I don't have anything to give. So managing wisely to be able to help the most people with the most uh, over time. Well, I once heard from somebody that there was three things that we could give away. Time, talent, and treasure. Right. And this is also gets into a topic that you're going to be talking about <laughs> next week. I won't be here, but we'll eventually circle around about tithe and offerings. Mm-hmm. But if you're a person, if you're like one of these poor people, maybe you're the widow in the Bible who gave the last physical money she had. <laughs> right. So we have no more treasure to give, mm-hmm. but maybe we can give of time. Sure. And our talents, we can be engaged, we can be serve, we can be serving people like we did last week. Where does that intersection meet? Is that still the same thing? It's interesting. In counseling people for marriage, uh, preparation for marriage, I, when I talk about money, I love conversing about money with them. And we talk about having one pot of money as a family that everybody contributes to. I said, now, your salaries are never going to be identical. Yeah. But if you, if you bring 100% of the pot, can you ask for more? From that person. Right, yeah. It, it, so maybe one makes a lot more than the other one, but if they both bring 100% and put in the pot, then there's conversation about how to spend that family pot of money. Hmm. And, and I think I think the same thing is true with tithing. We think about, oh my, you know, how do I, how do I give tithe? And kid gets their allowance, they get you know, 10 bucks. How do I give a dollar of that away? You know, yeah. kind of thing. And it's interesting, the proportion is the same if I'm making $10 million and have to give a million dollars away. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's no different. <laughs> I mean, and so we, we think about, oh, they're getting so, they're, they're, those people are getting so much more generous. Well, not really. They're giving this, they're giving percentage wise the same kind of thing. And so we'll talk about probably maybe week after next a little bit about pro- proportional giving. Nice. Uh, that really, uh, to him who's been given much, much is demanded and, you know, him who's given a little, little less is demanded. So, there is there are abilities we have by how we've been blessed materially yeah. uh, that are different than just the tithing. Okay, I'm 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 getting off of generosity. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, going back to Rick Warren and those 12 benefits, I really thought that was a helpful piece because yeah. oftentimes it's like, well, you're supposed to be generous. Right. And it's Why? like, well, well cuz Jesus said so. And <laughs> you know, I mean, not that we don't take what Jesus says right. as gospel. I'm just kind of like hearing it from your parents cuz I told yeah, you yeah, so. Right. It doesn't 
bring anything out of my spirit or my soul or my heart that says, this is really why I should be doing it. So which, so which of the 12 caught you off guard? You know, I really thought that draws me closer to God mm-hmm. was one yeah. that, again, you know, you shouldn't not know this if you have been following Jesus. <laughs> well, the text, some, of those, some of those texts with some of those were really fascinating, I thought. Yeah, as you read yeah. through those. And again, those, those are available. They're, they're, with the, they're with the takeaway on the website. Yeah, those yeah. are on the website. You know, honors God is a cure for materialism, demonstrates yeah. my faith, reveals my character, what's in my heart, brings God's blessings, increase my happiness, expands my influence, multiplies my money, brings God protection, will be rewarded in heaven. The one that I thought of that I've heard a million times, and it's been the old go-to, the old standby, (laughs) is multiplies my money. And for the longest time, I would have just told you, that is a pile of pooey. (laughs) No, it does not. You know, I give it away. How does it multiply? 10 minus five is still five. I don't care. (laughs) But if we're being transparent, for a long time, our family was low in what we could give financially. Mm-hmm. So we tried to overgive with our time and our talents. Right. And so whether or not we may rediscuss this point after we go through <laughs> the tithing part, if that was a way to go about it that would be biblically yeah. sound or it would be a pleasing to Christ. And maybe that we just didn't have enough faith sure. at that time. That's possible. Yes. But you know, this year we've been more diligent than ever. Mm. And part of that is because we've been here at the hospital church and we have seen how supporting your church brings about all these ministries, things like Meet, Worship, Serve. Right. It brings about all these different things that we are blessed by every week. This year, going on vacation. Yeah. We haven't been on vacation in years. Fantastic. And the other day when I saw this message coming up, I thought, you know, this really does. And when that caught one, I'm like, ooh, multiplies my money. I'm like, I may have to eat my words on this one because God has really blessed us in so many ways this year. Hmm. And I wouldn't really call giving, you know, your tithes and offerings generous right. necessarily because like we've talked this was what two or three months ago where hey 10% is you're just not robbing God. Yeah, Thank you right. very much. Thanks for not stealing. <laughs> yeah, thanks for not stealing. So I don't know if it's generous, but it does put you in motion to see other opportunities that come your way as well. Definitely. If you're already used to letting go of something mm-hmm. on a semi-regular or a, a regular basis if you get paid regularly, sure. then you notice that oh, well I gave that, and that didn't hurt that right. bad. This person needs this. I can do that, <laughs> or whatever. And it just opens your mind almost subconsciously to doing that. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know if that's the same for everybody, but yeah. that's kind of been. I, it, I think those. I think those twelve benefits are real. They're all scriptural for sure. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed asking people to to investigate their own lives and ask themselves, "Am I a generous person?" Yeah. I, I thought, you know, that's... When, that's I, a tough one to When answer. I was studying, and that came, <laughs> I found that question, came across it, and I thought, oh, my lands, let me think about that, you know, and, and who in my life would validate that I, if I think I am, that I really am. <laughs> I want to ask you a question, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, I, I don't have to be present. If you could just tell somebody else... Yeah, <laughs> you don't, tell me. Yeah, don't, uh, don't do that. How do we know... Can you outgive? Can you be too generous? Can you be? Is there a quotient level that we're striving for? Yeah, I think I think there is unthinking, foolish generosity that we can we can become people who are abused by others' needs. That's a, that's a possibility. We talked about yeah. it a little bit uh, after church with our family, uh, discussing how do you distinguish between I can't say no and being generous. <laughs> yeah, and I said, well, you know, one of the things is is if you're choosing to be generous or if you're being pressured to give. 
Ah, those yeah. are those are very different, different things. And I think when Paul talks about being a cheerful giver, he's talking about being generous from who you are, not from somebody else's need or their pressure upon you. Because I mean, everybody like to take your money. Sure. Uh, I mean, that's, uh, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, Andy. And <laughs> my, my account number is. Uh, but to be able to say versus you pressuring, oh, I really need this. Would you please give to me? And me having to think through that versus me seeing a need and choosing to meet it. Those are very different kinds Perfect. of generosity. So I like pre- that. the the whole pressure and being pushed as opposed to being a personal decision, I think it can sort of help us shift that generosity shift to that a good place. Up. Yeah, I think that's I think that's good advice. And you know, I think for people that are just sitting here going, you know, I don't know about this tithe, the <laughs> offerings, this giving bit, I'm not really it, it may not be your thing. It may not <laughs> it may not have been your thing, but if Meet Worship Serve taught us anything, that people certainly value our time. Mm-hmm. They certainly value our talents. And if you can add that up, that's a starting place. Right. And so if the feeling you got while you were serving in, in whatever ah, capacity you were, sure. if, if that felt good, try a little bit of the treasure. And, you know, I'm sure the hospital church budget could use an oh, extra 5 sure. or $10 here <laughs> or there. I mean, whatever. And the interesting thing is, Jesus said it, not me, our hearts— where our minds go, what we're interested in follows our treasure. Yeah, and so I, it's I think it's really a, it's a, it's an easy experiment to try. I mean, just yeah, we invest the treasure where we want our heart to be and see if our heart follows it. That's it. And don't beat yourself up because you haven't started. Right. Today's a new day. Tomorrow's another one. And give it a try and mm-hmm. see what happens. Go for a trial run and challenge God <laughs> and say, Hey, fine, I'll eat, you know, and make it any amount you can live without. Exactly. Say, I'll give you five dollars. Show me what you what right. I can do, or show me how this helps, and that'd be a good challenge to take forward. Praying for a generous heart is is legitimate as well. Excellent. Excellent. Towards the end of Andy's message this week, he said, a life well-lived is one that grows in generosity. If we have given our lives over to Jesus, we can live open-handed lives as living demonstrations of grace. Freely we have received, freely we give. And a life of grace. I really, really (laughs) like the sounds of that. Our FHC takeaway from this past week, every single one of them. If you're going to look for those 12 things from Rick Warren, also go over the FHC takeaways and talk about this with someone else who might, you know, maybe a giver. Ask them if they are. Maybe they have some (laughs) tips for you. The one that I just, that kind of caught me was, how can we become cheerful givers and not from obligation? Mm -hmm. And that's something that, again, you kind of have to find that place, maybe through the prayer that Andy just talked about. Find out where you can give cheerfully, and that might also grease the wheels to keep that move, that train moving in the future. So upcoming this week, what are we doing for church this week? Where are we at? We're having regular church, uh, first service classes and second service, and it's on meeting God's expectations. Oh, okay. Just about tithing. Oh, now you know. <laughs> you know you don't want to miss that. And you can leave us an email at podcast at hospitalchurch.org, or you can text 407-965-1607. We're not going to get to those right away, but they will be waiting for me when I get back from Hawaii. Speaking of Hawaii, the next two weeks, we will be featuring two of our most listened to and two of my favorite episodes, thusly implying that they were two of our best episodes while on vacation. So tune in and we leave a little bit of yesteryear with us. These are It's going to be episode 10 next week, wow. which was by Daryl Toll. Okay. 
And the following week, episode 87, will be A Place for Prostitutes by Bill Crofton. Oh, cool. Two really, really good messages by guest speakers, because you hear us all the time, yeah. so I figured we would go for the guests. That's good. And just be warned, we have since those episodes purchased new microphones and gear for us, <laughs> and we sound as good as we can now, but we sounded a little bit more like we're so back, we're so more in there. So just be prepared for a little less audio quality than you are used to. So until next Wednesday and an episode via Hawaii in episode 86, this is Randy for Andy and Tom saying thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you then.